Zine Talk, powered by zinebymacar.com. Fashion can be a generational thing, and getting in touch with your roots is always the best way to start your inspiration in life. In this episode, the designer talks about going back to Alabama to get her inspiration for her collection, her senior thesis. She also talks about meeting the iconic Dapper Dan and what's next for her brand. Please welcome Saria. Hi, Saria. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very well. So glad the sun is finally out especially in the New York area (laughs) yes it's warm and I love the summer weather I'm a Leo so (laughs) yes I'm from New Jersey but I'm like a fake Jamaican African island girl that's what I call myself I love the sun so So I previewed your work at the Pratt um, Institute senior thesis and I'm really like intrigued with like the intricate details of your work and when I read some details of how you came about it. I thought it was just very intricate and detailing and like endearing on how you came about your designs in the process Thank of you. it. So like what I've read that um on Vogue that you actually you know, you went to you took a trip to Alabama with your grandmother and kinda just yeah. uh went down like a memory lane yeah. with her could you, like, kind of explain how that was? What was the start of that conversation? Like, how did you guys get into her, you know, going into quilting and stuff like that? So I, the summer before my senior year started, everybody in my family knew, like, I was kind of, like, thinking about my thesis and, like, being, going into my senior year, I was also kind of like, okay, I really got to figure it out. Like, I'm about to graduate. I need to make sure, like, I have like, a solid path and a solid design aesthetic, a solid voice when I go even just into the world this, this next year. And so we went to Alabama just as, like, a general trip. My um, great-grandma is actually still alive, so we went to go visit her. And um, when we were down there, I was just talking to my grandma about uh, my designs and how I really love textiles. And um, I did beading in my thesis collection, but before that, I was I was focused a lot on beading, and she's like, oh, well, I've made stuff. Like, I was like, huh? And she's like, yeah, I have all these quilts, and I made them, and my mom made them, and she would just pull out all these quilts from the closet, and they were just so beautiful in the textiles that they used, and what was so amazing was the fact that they were all done by hand, and so mm-hmm. now we sew a lot by machine, obviously, but there it makes more sense, but I really wanted to tackle that um those techniques in my work so a lot of the pieces I have have hand stitching on them and have hand embroidery hand beading and I also use a lot of upcycle fabrics for like a lot of the quilts um were just made from old work clothes or like fabrics that they had left over so I wanted to also follow through on that concept and Mm -hmm. also near where my grandma grew up uh, is the Gies Bend Colton community, and it's these, it's like surrounded by water pretty much on all sides, and so they have a really unique, um, like, quality to their quilts because of, like, the isolation that they have, so I thought that was mm-hmm. also interesting, and I looked into them, and yeah, that's how I got started on that research. <laughs> 
Yeah, because when I was looking um, through your designs and the the look number six, the Annie dress, I saw that you kind of went in detail with that, and I wasn't sure like what that was. So I wanted, so you just like elaborate. That's cool. So when you saw, did you like draw inspiration from that, or did you kind of just had to do more homework? Um, I mean, a lot of the inspiration did come from that. I mean, I did research a lot of different people and a lot of different artists. Um, and different designers, but it always went back to the quilts, like the Annie dress in specific. My grandma's name is actually Annie, so I named it after her, and um, that dress was all about the patchwork and upcycling, so the lace in that dress is actually from fabric textile headers that I was able to upcycle, so those would have normally just gone to, like, waste or just been sitting in a box somewhere, but I made sure to reuse those and um, just highlight those same qualities that I saw in the quilt that she made and also just wanted to use a fabric that felt delicate and I really wanted the collection to like stepping back and looking at it now I can tell like the love that I have for my family like I can see it in some of the pieces and so I mm-hmm. think the fabrics also reflect that. That's cool and you and since the fabric came from such uh, the ancestors of African Americans do you do you see yourself putting like the garment on in a museum like, what are you going to do with it? Because it just has such high value in it as far as, like, the longevity and everything. Like, what would you consider, like, putting it in a museum? Um, I would definitely consider it. Like, if somebody wanted to uh, have it in, like, a showcase or, like, in a museum, I would love that. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, the Annie dress is actually at – so the company that produced the lace that I use is called Solstice Lace, and mm-hmm. um, they actually are displaying the dress right now in their showroom. So um, they're showing that to clients, and they're going to take it to Premier Vision, and they're going to look at it there. And so that's cool, too. That's, it's not a museum, but it's getting out there, and people are seeing it, and people are appreciating it, um, not just on the body, but, like, for what it is, um, which is nice. And some of the other pieces, I think, um, I definitely think, like, the last couple looks were a little bit more, um, I don't know the right word, but I feel like some of the earlier looks were a little bit more wearable, like I have the jacket and the pants, and those are, like, a little bit more everyday. So I wanted to make sure I blended those elements, too, like, things that are a little bit more, um, a little bit more uh, design-driven and also a little bit more uh, wearable, yes. And how did you get into fashion? Like, what, what, were you always into fashion, or did you just kind of just find its way? Did you find your way into fashion? Like, what was the age? Um, the age, well, specific turning point was definitely high school. But um, I think I always was kind of into fashion. Like, I would sketch stuff, but the difference was I was only sketching, and I was only doing 2D work. Like, I would be painting and drawing, and even though I enjoyed it, I didn't think it was clicking for me. I never felt mm-hmm. like I would spend a lot of time enjoying the process, but I would never feel satisfied with my final work. And so that was up until high school when I was taking a sewing class in, in, in high school. And I just became to love that. Like I loved the fact that I could bring something that was flat to 3D mm-hmm. and I ran with that and I became really good I became really close with my teacher, and I was able to do an independent study with her, and um, it was kind of like a study hall, but, like, I would just sew in that, in that time span, and um, 
I learned a lot through that, and I was like, okay, I really enjoy this. And then senior year, I made my prom dress, and I was like, okay, like, I'm definitely going to just, like, go for this because I really love it. And I applied to Pratt, and I got in, so that's where I went. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, so Pratt was, like, your first choice. That was, that was, that was going to be, like, one of my questions. Was Pratt, like, your first choice that you wanted to go for fashion school? Yeah, I really didn't apply. It's so funny. I really didn't apply to a lot of schools. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just think, like, I feel, I get good, like, you know, like, I just trust my intuition really strongly. And so sometimes you know if something is, like, what it's supposed to be. And so I only applied to Absolutely. two schools, actually. And so I got into both of them, and I just chose Pat. And it's funny because when I applied, I was like, okay, well, if I apply, then mm-hmm. I'm going to go. And that's what happened, so. What is it about Pratt Institute that you, like, really liked the most? I really liked that it was, like, a campus life because I think that's what I was struggling with. I knew I should be in New York if I wanted to start in fashion, but a lot of the fashion schools didn't really have, like, a campus, and I wanted to still feel like I was a college student at the end of the day. And so Pratt has a campus, and they have a great, like, esteemed fashion program, which is amazing. And so I was able to experience, like, dorm life and, like, let's go to the cab. And, like, it's great to be able to be so close to the city, so close to the materials, so close to the people. But doesn't they have, like, a space that feels like college. Like, I really wanted that experience for myself. They have, like, a closed campus, I'm going to say, like a gated campus, or is it open? Yeah, it's well, it's um, there are gates around it, and some gates are only student access by, like, swiping it in. But... Pratt, I think, is technically considered, like, a sculpture garden because there's a bunch of, like, um, sculptures all on the campus. So, like, parents come with their kids and people come and they take pictures. So there's always other types of people on the campus. But it's a small, closed campus. Um, It's open during the day and people can come in and out. But, um, yeah. Yeah, because FIT and Parsons, like, they're – definitely like open like anyone can walk yeah. through <laughs> so I definitely yeah, know like, what it's you're like, talking about yeah it's like their campus is the city which I think is amazing for certain people like but I just knew for myself that's not what I wanted to have um when I went to school and I definitely wanted that like college kind of experience yeah there's nothing like college I definitely if I can go back <laughs> and go to college I would definitely do it all over again. Some of my best years. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was fun. I had a good time. I was happy with my choice of school, and I, um, it was so nice to be able to be surrounded by different um, types of artists, too, like all art school. So I have a lot of photographer friends, and that worked out really well, too, because they would help me take pictures of my work and stuff. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's a great net- networking opportunity when you're, like, in school with like minds or people who, yeah, need help with their portfolio, no matter what aspect it is. Yeah, definitely. So it was nice to be surrounded by, like, all different types of, like, creative artists um, in all aspects. And not just art, because that does have, like, um, creative writing. Well, cre- writing is an art, but um, creative writing, and they have a bunch of other majors, and, like, library science. So there's just a kind of a bunch of people that were all at the end of the day just like created and wanted to work on stuff. Right. 
And I also noticed that you also design handbags. Yes. Ooh. Yes. I'm, I'm such an accessory lover. I have so yes. many accessories. <laughs> I love accessories. So how is it, so would you prefer accessories or garments to make? Which ones would you prefer? Um, well, right now I'm definitely leaning towards handbags. I I don't know. I Something I kind of discovered this past year when I was working on my thesis, I, like, I was, like, I've been talking about sustainability and, like, I had fabrics left over and it was, like, such small amounts. It just felt, like, silly to throw it away. And, like, there's nothing I could really do with it. Like, I could quilt it, but I have no space for it for clothing. So, I was like, okay, bags. So, I started making and experimenting with bags. And I was taking an accessories class. And I was um, uh, interning at different companies. And I saw, I don't know, it just inspired me. And so, I started doing it. And I really liked it. And, um... Mm-hmm. I think going forward, like, I want to establish myself as a brand. I am a designer as a person, but I would love to have a brand of my own name. And um, I think I would start with handbags doing that because I know I can just make it myself and I can start doing the production myself rather than, like, making – I think it sounds easier to make, like, five handbags and, like, five dresses, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I – I'm interested. I'm still in love with clothing designs, but I want to explore my accessories um, interests a lot further as now that I'm graduated. Yeah, and listening to you, I, I hear that you definitely use like every fabric to its best usage. Yeah, I definitely think it's important to be resourceful and. I don't know. I just feel like fashion has such a waste problem. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I didn't even, like, sustainability is trendy right now. It shouldn't be a yeah. trend. It should just be, like, a thing. But, like, for me, it didn't start with me, like, oh, sustainability. I was kind of like, I'm broke. Like, let me use all the fabric right. I can use. So I was like, okay, well, if I can, like, I like this fabric from a shirt, but I, like, why don't I cut up this shirt and use the pieces, use, use the fabric from this. Or, like, I would say, okay, well, I have these pants. Like, let me dye over it, cut it up, and use it to make, like, a skirt and change it up. And so it started me saying, like, okay, well, how can I be resourceful rather than being sustainable? And now mm-hmm. it has this term, sustainability. And I think either way it's important, and it gives more of a cause to saying, like, oh, I'm reusing, like, all this stuff. Or, like, oh, I'm making all this stuff. And as a person that's interested in textiles, I always wanted to work. I always pick my fabrics before I pick the design, to be honest. I'm like, okay, I love this. Like, let's play with this first. That's interesting. I definitely haven't heard that scenario where you pick your fabric instead of your design. Is it easier for you, or how does that work? I I mean, I really don't, like, I said I wanted to become a brand. I really don't know how it will work when I decide to become a brand because I know like that works differently like picking the fabrics and all that stuff um and designing it's all on a schedule so it's Mm -hmm. really gonna have to be like me just timing everything out properly but I don't know I think sometimes if you're just attracted to something then you use it like a lot of the pieces from my thesis were just like all just draped like I just used the form and I just placed the fabric on it and I just played with it until I found something that I liked and 
that I think is the most organic way for me to become to come to like different shapes. Um, I don't know because I think it's like hard to say like okay, well we have this dress and we want it to look like this, but you don't really know what kind of fabric. I think I don't know. I just think it's easier to fit something to someone when you know like if you like to fit the check the boxes I guess if you mm-hmm. know what you're doing it with like you can't say oh I'm gonna take a vacation but I don't know how much money I have like you know what I mean right I got it this is very different I never heard like someone say they pick the fabric and then the des- um the design is different. I know it's so, I know it's a little bit like it's it's I've different but it I think it works like, for me yeah, I've seen them, like, on Project Runway. Like, they have to go pick a fabric, and then they'll find out, like, what their what their assignment is, and then they'll kind of, mm-hmm. like, regret picking that fabric. But I never, like, heard someone say, okay, I'm going to pick the fabric first, and then it's just different. That's yeah, I feel like I never have regretted it because I think, well, sometimes I do get a little bit, like, overzealous, and I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, let me buy so much of it. But, like, I've come to the point where I'm, like, more restrained, where I'm like, okay, well, let me explain buy a yard of this and experiment if I like it then I'll come back instead of buying like five yards like I think I should buy and um I don't know I think as long as you're, you feel confident about your concept and your colors everything else will fall into place and I think it's more about finding a language and if you know what your language is if you know you want something that's like like I went to my collection like I struggled with it in the beginning because I didn't really understand it but now like I'm reflecting back on all I learned that year like you really just got to develop the language and I knew it like it turned out to be kind of vintage charm kind of flirty kind of fun and that's what ultimately I saw in my head and as long as you have the language the concept Mm -hmm. and like a solid color story sort of you can really just like mix and match different things and I know a lot of designers sometimes don't design by look they design by piece so like they'll say okay well I like this top I like this top I like this pant I like this pant and then they'll style it afterwards which mm-hmm. I think is also a way I could see myself designing collections in the future depending maybe cool how if you can name three words to describe your future brand or your client what would be the three words oh hmm well Three words. It's so difficult. <laughs> I mean, right now I think um, aesthetically it's kind of like vintage charm, vintage chic. But I want it to. I want to infuse more streetwear in there for sure. Like I think it needs a little bit more sass. Um, uh, definitely, kind of flirty. I love the word flirty, um, and just intricate, delicate, intimate. Those kinds of words. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. And what do you do to just unwind your mind and just have some fun? Have some fun. Oh, sleep. <laughs> sleep. I love sleep. Um, <laughs> um, eating too. That's not wow. a bad answer. <laughs> uh, no, it's so funny. I actually, um, the computer game, The Sims, um, mm-hmm. I love The Sims. It's like the most relaxing thing ever. Um, I play The Sims, like, sometimes when I'm stressed out. Uh, during school, I would never play it because I didn't really have time. But, like, once mm-hmm. I had free time, I was like, I'm just going to play The Sims for, like, two hours and not think about anything else. Um, I just also just like spending time with my family and 
listening to music, stuff like that. That's cool. Definitely not too bad ideas. So <laughs> you had two fashion influencers who are like moguls to me, for in my opinion. Brian Moss mm-hmm. and Deborah Dan. Were you got were you guys like able to speak to them? Like did they come to your class and kind of see your designs beforehand? Like how was that experience? Yeah, so, well, um, they didn't come beforehand, but we met them at the show, and they were both very nice. Um, My mom gave Dapper Dan a hug, and she was so excited. Um, And so um, when I was talking to Dapper Dan, he was very um, nice, and he was highlighted the fact that, like, um, he recognized me as an African-American designer, and he was saying, like, he was just encouraging me to know that there was always space for me, which I think was, like, mm-hmm. a really beautiful thing to say to, like, a starting designer. And um, that was, like, a wonderful thing. And it, it stuck with me, like, saying, like, okay, well, there's space for you. You have a seat. There's things, like, that, like, I'm doing to help other young designers, which is really nice to hear. Um, mm-hmm. Kirby was also great. He introduced me to some of the people on his team, and um, everyone was super nice. And um, I don't know, I don't have any complaints. There, Everybody was like, I was like, okay, this is cool. Because sometimes you get the, um, like, sometimes the fashion industry, which I'm not saying it's not, gets the rap of being kind of, like, stuck up, a little bit sassy. And, like, people are like, oh, well, like, kind of elitist vibes. But I don't think either of them were. I don't know them personally, but when I met them, they were very nice and offered any kind of advice, or which was great. I really, really love um, Dapper Dan's memoir book is very, like, inspirational. Like, his background and how he went about mm-hmm. it, how he just kept going, even though they were trying mm-hmm. to, like, stop him. Uh, I love it. I would encourage definitely every African-American person to, like, read it. Yeah, I need to read it. It's really good. So where would, you see, where would you see yourself in, like, two years, personally and professionally? Where would you like to see yourself? Um... Personally, I mean, I think I'm really happy with my life right now. I hope to still be happy two years from now. Um, Mm -hmm. Professionally, I'd love for my brand to be off the ground. And I don't know, I don't want to set to, like, I'd love, I should set professional goals, yes. But I think for a brand, I don't want to set too many because I don't want to box myself in or think that I need to be a certain place because at the end of the day, I don't know my journey coming up and I don't want to say this is what I need to be doing this is what I should be doing like I want to make sure it flows organically I think as long as I'm making progress all the Mm -hmm. time that's all that really matters to me so I would just love to have my brand off the ground uh get some more press out there that would be great and make some sales you know (laughs) (laughs) so as long as I'm selling as long as I'm happy as long as I feel um good about my work that's all that I really hope for professionally that's good is your grandma or your great grandma like proud of the collection and the story behind it yeah my grandma loved it I don't what well, I don't think my great grandma seen it but my grandma loved it she was at the fashion show and she was just out of her mind and even now she'll still ask me about it she'll be like because the lace dress is the Annie dress she's like what's that dress called? I'm like, what dress? She's like, the latest dress? I'm like, you know, it's the Annie dress. And she just gets so excited. And Mm -hmm. some of the fabrics I use were actually, like, from her house. Like, the the jacket in book three, it's a blue jacket. It has, like, flowers on it. That was, like, a tablecloth that she had. And I remade it into the jacket. 
And also the Jack Yamak one was just like a extra fabric she had at her house. Mm-hmm. So um, I think she really liked to see what I was able to do with those um, fabrics and just bring the stuff to life. And I think she actually started taking back up quilting. So she's quilting again, which is cool. So I'm glad <laughs> that I could inspire her to do that because she stopped. <laughs> yes, you guys inspired each other. Yeah, we did. That's good. Definitely good. I'm definitely, that's definitely exciting to make your grandmother happy. I know. I love this quote. I love this quote that you said in the stylenochaser.com. You said you have to ingest as much as you create. Yeah, you do. I have to agree with you like 1,000%. What was it that you had to like ingest and you made something like beautiful? Like what was that one thing that made you I think mean, of that quote. I don't know the one. I'll probably think of it as I'm talking, but I don't know the one thing right now. But um, it's kind of like in order to really say you know what's going on with your work, you have to be able to look at it objectively. Because, like, I know I'm a person that gets really attached to my work. So, I mean, I also, I also, I don't think I'm defensive, but. Um, if someone says something negative on work, I try to take it as lightly as possible because sometimes people say things and, like, you take it with a grain of salt. But um, I also mm-hmm. do try to, like, get as much information as possible. It's almost like, oh, well, I don't really like this. I'm like, okay, well, why? And sometimes to some people, like, that why comes off as defensive, but really it's just me just trying to be like, well, like, what's yeah, more up with your... Yeah. And so in order for me to also get behind what other people have to say about my work I need to also be able to see it through their lens and so Mm -hmm. being able to just take a break from your work and be like okay well I made this but like I made it but like let me say I didn't make it for a second and let's look at it and let's think about it and then let's take a break and then let's come back to it that kind of thing and also just like in general like I can be creating but also not supporting other artists around me, which I think if I want people to support me, I should also support other people. So if I'm, like, making my own work but not looking at anybody else's work, I feel like that just kind of sticks you in your own world. And I think for a long time, Mm -hmm. I mean, I still think networking is a little bit crazy. I don't know. I don't really think I'm a career climber kind of person. I think, I don't know, I'm just kind of like, ah, let's do this, let's do this. I'm not like, oh, give me a job. So I don't know. Right. But... Um, I think it's important to support other people around you, especially your artists and your friends, and um, be able to also digest their work to help mm-hmm. inform your own work and to help inform, like, the climate of where art or fashion is headed is really important. Yeah, I definitely like being around people instead of, like, going on social media or just looking at a bunch of pictures. I like feeding off of, like, yeah. energy and just yeah. cultures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, and, I really like this quote. Thank you. Yeah, and just also like going off what you just said, like also just seeing like art in person and like clothing. Because I remember like freshman year, people were like, oh well, go to the museum. Like you have, to, but like you have to see it. But I'm like, well, I can look at it online. But it is completely different when you see it in person and you actually experience something. Like even if it's just like listening to a song, like that song that you listen to on iTunes is not going to sound the same when you go to the concert. So mm-hmm. just seeing, like, the different perspectives 
and understanding what that means is important. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being a part of Zing Talk. Tell the people where they can find you, social media, website, whatever, and where you're based out of. Yeah, well, I'm working on a website, but you can follow me on Instagram at Zarya Studio, X-A-R-E-A Studio. Um, Right now I'm based out of Connecticut, but I'm back and forth between New York. Um, So, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Stay tuned for my website coming out soon, and stay tuned for some stylish handbags. Buy my bags, please. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) thank you for having me. Thank you. Definitely keep creating. We love dope talent. All right. Yes. Thank you so much. There is nothing like a smile from your grandmother. I don't know. There's just something about a grandmother's love and just fulfilling it, especially one that is into fashion just like you. I really liked that story. It was very inspirational. I loved how at the end she explained how both of them kind of influenced each other, which is always the best thing when it's like so beneficial to two people. Was y'all feeling that interview? Definitely let me know on Instagram. You can follow us on Zine by Makara. And you can also log on to zinebymakara.com to check out more dope, innovative designers and brands definitely browse through because there's new ones each and every week also definitely check out zaria on instagram her instagram again is zaria studio she spells it x-a-r-e-a-s-t-u-d-i-o and you can also follow me on instagram makara m underscore i underscore k underscore a underscore r underscore a Definitely let me know. Keep me in touch. And if you know any independent emerging young brands, definitely send them my way so I could just take a look at them and see what they are working with. So until next time, we are down to one more interview for the second season. And then we're going to go on a little hiatus. And I'm definitely going into a more different direction for um, the next for just just to elevate this brand, I feel like this branding is definitely elevating since I've relocated. I'm closer to New York now, and I'm definitely getting some feedback. And I, I I like this direction; it feels more and more comfortable. So definitely stay tuned. What direction I would be taking this digital magazine, this platform, to the next level? So stay tuned. One more episode. Until next time, I will talk to y'all later. Bye, y'all.